0: campers, while we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call expert. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else.
1: Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. listener discretion is advised.
0: Ryan. Hey guys, welcome back to Loring, our folklore podcast where we tell you the history and stories of different legends and lore from around the world.
1: And this is going to be a Lost Tape bonus episode for all you lovely folks. So we have some special podcast guests with us today. Do you guys want to introduce yourself just a little bit?
2: Sure. Um, so we're from Booze and Ghouls and I'm Alana. I'm Leanne. And uh, our podcast is a little kind of paranormal true crime thing where we make cocktails and then tell each other stories.
3: Throw a little conspiracy in there as well.
2: Yeah, sometimes conspiracy as well.
1: <laughs> and they're super fun and spooky to listen to, so we thought it would be really fun to do like a little promo, sw- not promo, episode swap. So, they will be on our show, and we will guest on their show. So, you get double Loring and double boos and ghouls, too. Yay!
3: Double Yay. the fun! I'm excited.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, we'll kick it right off. I'll ask you first, Ryan. What did you find Loring this week?
0: I figured it out. Um, so, I finally bought a new camera. Like, a, oh. a full-frame camera after 9 years of using the same camera uh fine yeah i got nice. i got the EOS RP very excited i'm going to use it as a webcam so i'm not going to look like a potato in our uh in our video <laughs> streams anymore it's going to be <laughs> very exciting
1: Ooh, fancy fancy i i don't know i may have gotten a degree in digital arts, that doesn't mean I know anything when you say that type of camera. Is it just, like, <laughs> super clean and fancy?
0: Yeah, that, that, that's the best way to describe it, yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, I love that. Well, do you want, you want to go next, Leanne?
3: Tell us Ooh, your alluring yeah. thing. Yeah, my alluring of the week. Oh, you know what? We go camping every year, coming up next week. And every year, we do a signature cocktail. And this weekend Ooh. was devoted to finding our signature cocktail. And we finally found it. Ooh! Yes, so I'm very excited. I'm very excited to go camping. Ah,
1: uh, yes. Do you? Can you tell us what the cocktail is, or is it like a secret? Oh cookie? hell yeah!
0: It
3: is caramel vodka, uh, fireball, apple uh. juice, um, all shaken together, and then sugar and cinnamon on the rim.
1: Oh my!
0: That God. sounds amazing. <laughs>
3: It's, it's very so tasty. Good. Yeah, name to be determined because we're gonna let uh, we're gonna let everybody choose a name and then we give out a gift card to whatever like family member picks the best name. Oh. So name to be determined, but yes, that's what it is. Oh my goodness. That sounds just like the happiest
1: Cinnabon of my life. <laughs> yes. It's like it's like fall in a cup.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so good.
1: I may, I may have to
0: get a recipe from you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need yes, that too. Yes, it is. Okay. It is amazing.
3: <laughs> Definitely,
2: when the um, when the episode drops, too, we'll put we'll put it out so everyone can
1: make it too. Yes. Oh my oh, goodness, yeah. please, please do that. that oh, and so I forgot good.
3: the best part is apple cider donut Oreos. What? I found. Yes, those are a thing, and I found them. And so we garnished it with a little half of an uh, apple cider donut Oreo, and it was phenomenal.
1: Can I have you make drinks for me for, like, the rest of my life? Right. I'll send you art. I'll send you cryptid (laughs) stickers and art if you just send me recipes. That's all I need to serve.
3: That's a deal. That sounds delightful.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Leanne, it is your turn to tell us something alluring well, okay, oh, so... Alana. Oh, no, Alana, I was looking at the Leanne. <laughs> oh. That's fine. Alana, Alana, you're amazing. Could you tell us something, glorious
2: So mine is going to be somewhat related. It's not in the drink category, but it's in the food category. Um, I made... We had a little get-together for Labor Day weekend, and I made these, like, strawberry shortcake cupcakes, and they were delicious. Oh.
1: Well, can you guys just come cook and yeah. make drinks for really? me? <laughs> yeah. They were definitely. Oh, my goodness. I, the secret
2: I was- is, well, I used, I cheat and use a box cake mix, but the secret is if you use club soda instead of water, it makes the cake super fluffy.
1: Oh, excuse me. Um, my whole world is opening up a little bit right now. <laughs>
2: yeah, so try that the next time you get a box cake mix. Use club soda instead of water and it'll make your cupcake super fluffy.
1: Oh my goodness. I am, you guys, I'm so excited. You guys will be getting messages from me following <laughs> this about baking awesome. and drink making.
3: That's what we do. We like to make food and drink. <laughs> and, talk, yeah. and talk true crime. Yes. And spooky stories. I love it so much. Oh, it's so great.
0: Well, what about you, Kimmy? What'd you find alluring this week?
1: Um, so, there's a bar, um, in where I live called the Jackalope, (laughs) and it was open, and it, I was, like, the happiest little bee in a meadow this weekend, because they had, like, a bunch of, like, Jackalope, uh, Jackalope art, like, everywhere in the bar, and it was, like, a small one, because I don't like dancing and lots of people, it was just, like, a little small thing, and I was just, like, this is, like... The happiest place ever, and I loved it so freaking much. That
2: sounds but, so fun. Nice,
1: but that was my lovely little alluring thing. Is I gotta go to a bar that reminded me of my pet rabbit, and it was <laughs> amazing. Aww. But I love that. Yes. But um, speaking of cute. Forest creatures. There we go. There
0: it, there it is. There we
1: go. I've been getting better of it. I've been I've been doing better with these transitions. That's a
2: nice segue. <laughs> I appreciated yeah.
1: it. We are going to dive in to some folklore this week. So as per requested, um, Alana, was it you that requested yes. this? Yes, yes this is re- my request. Yes, she requested we do some type of fake creatures. So, getting right into it. The next time you're in a dense forest, remember to be kind and gentle to the trees there. Nymphs that protect the trees may be hiding in plain sight. But don't worry, they do no harm and are actually very gentle spirits that merely wish to avoid humans. But, if you do harm to the trees, you may experience the wrath of them and the Greek gods. This week, we'll be talking about Dryads. These forest nymphs can be found anywhere there's a group of trees. It's believed they've been around since the creation of planet Earth and grew in popularity to Greek mythology and lore. Nice. So, oh, I'm so excited. You guys picked a good topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll start with the physical appearance. So, the physical appearance of Dryads is always a beautiful nude woman. But there are two different forms that you can find her in. The first form consists of a tree-female hybrid. These are the hamadru odds. There we go. (laughs) When Heidi, uh, so precursor, you guys. I'm really bad at pronouncing Mm -hmm. stuff, which is why Ryan does the stories, and I struggle (laughs) through the history.
2: I mean, we we struggle with pronunciation too.
0: (laughs) I'm the worst. This is a very safe place, then.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So you'll be great here, (laughs) unless you say Albuquerque.
0: Apparently,
1: then then Ryan will drag you for three episodes. That's fair. (laughs) But So these ones, when hiding, they will look just like a normal tree. But if you get a glimpse at them at just the right angle, they will appear as a beautiful woman that has formed with the tree. So they can either appear to be like woven into the tree branches, or they can appear to have their legs rooted into the ground and their arms stretched up high, forming the branches that hold the leaves. So, like, very magical, like, woman that looks like she has tree bark-as-skin kind of thing. I'm thinking
2: of, like, the Ents from Lord of the Rings, but way
1: prettier. (laughs) Yes. Like, if they didn't have that nose going on, that's a really great example. (laughs) And then the second type of Dryad is the one that lives close or near the trees, but not in it. So this one will appear as an incredibly beautiful woman to mortals. She will seem young and full of youth, but there is a strange sense of ancient timelessness to how she holds herself and expresses her emotions. So just like very wise, beautiful, ethereal beings.
3: It's like,
2: Muslims. I feel like I want to run into one of these.
3: Yes. Right, I want to be mad about it. <laughs> You're like, oh, a beautiful nude woman in the forest. I guess <laughs> I'll am down trees. I'm not a threat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have some ways you guys can interact with one. So the personality. Dryads are known to be very shy creatures. But you can get one to open up by giving them gifts or showing them you mean no harm. Some common gifts that they love are beer or champagne. Walnut shells, organic berries, bird seeds, and of course crystals. Ooh,
0: I nice. Feel like your apple well, cider this is... drink will work too. in lieu Right, of I campaign. was gonna say will be. I can make it happen. Yeah,
2: be Hopefully perfect no for we'll camping. Take offense.
1: <laughs>
3: you would not be beer.
1: There you see. When you go camping, just go in where there's a bunch of trees and just put that drink out and be like, "I mean no harm." But I'd and, love to say hello. And
0: it's only the shell of a walnut, <laughs> so you still get to like eat the walnut, and then they just want the shells.
1: There you go. Yep.
0: So it's it, seems oh, like that's a win-win convenient. situation for everyone involved.
1: Exactly. You can sit by the tree. You can pop them open. You can have a little bit of the drink and the walnut, and just have like an extra for them, yeah. and
3: you're all set. I love <laughs> it. Nice.
1: And then giving gifts to them is a great way to have them open up. And so they know that you aren't malicious. And even though they are shy, they do truly come out of their shell around the goddess Artemis, who's considered to be a dear friend, or they'll open up around Mother Earth. Hmm. So just very cute and whimsical. And they're also maybe shy around humans, but they are very social with each other. They can be found in large groups or families, And when they see the coast is clear from any humans, they will dance and play in the forest. But the moment they hear someone, it's back to the safety of their tree, or they hide deep in the woodlands. So it just
2: sounds like a lot of fun that they're having out there in the woods. They are living their best
1: lives, and I absolutely adore it.
2: (laughs) I respect that. Normally it's like you don't go into the woods because scary things will come out and get you, but on the off chance you run into a dryad they're just they're just partying
1: a hundred percent and the cute thing is well it's not cute this is actually like the shows you they're tough so even though these nymphs are shy and avoid humans they do not like anyone messing with their tree they will mm. become quite mischievous and protect it at whatever cost. they are known to have supernatural powers of nature that can be quite terrifying so don't mess with a dryad Ever. And you will be good. I mean no harm to the trees.
2: (laughs) I
3: love that they're like super nice unless you mess with them and then they're crazy. I love that.
1: (laughs) That's how I feel everyone is. So I was like, good. Good for you. (laughs) And then I'm going to go a little bit into the history of them. So possible origin so dryads have been present as long as the earth has been rotating these timeless spirits were here even before mankind showed up but as time went on these creatures first started appearing in greek mythology and were commonly told in legends and lore involving the goddess artemis so in greek mythology dryads were also called hamadruhods. i want to say that wrong different every time and i have it pronunciated for me in everything (laughs) (laughs) But they are nymphs or nature spirits who live in the trees and take on the form of a beautiful young woman. They are typically associated with oak trees, but as time went on, the term dryad became associated with all types of tree nymphs. And since these spirits became an integral part of the tree they're bonded with, when the tree would die, so would the dryad. So as a result, the Greek gods would punish any mortals that harmed these trees without first appeasing the nymphs attached to them. So I thought that was really interesting because it talks about how the origins of these creatures, like dryads soon became an umbrella term for a bunch of different ones I'll dive into in a second. Yeah, that's interesting. So it first started as just um, ham or dryad, and then it went... Just to dryad and then that became one of the umbrella terms for it so you guys are probably wondering how is a dryad made
0: <laughs> i was just thinking so that
1: i i could sense it i mm-hmm. could feel through the internet <laughs> that you were going to ask me that so i wrote it down so the most common one is when a dryad is born so they're just born they will form a bond with a particular sapling And then they become connected to the tree for its entire lifespan. And then another way one comes to life is when a nymph in Greek mythology would transform into one. So they would request through the powers of Gaia to be changed into a dryad. And then they would want to live the rest of their life with the tree. So it's a way they would want to connect with Earth for like one final go, which I think is really beautiful.
2: Yeah, that is beautiful.
1: Now, we're on to different types of dryads. So since dryads have been around for so long, there are many types of them we know to this day. The most popular ones are the following, and Google didn't have ways to pronounce half of these. <laughs> so let's bless the derby that's about to... I <laughs> you
0: got this. So the
1: f- <sighs> I gotta, like, psych myself a little bit. So Meli are nymphs that are protected by ash trees. They are created from the blood that spilled onto the earth after uranus was castrated Ooh. many lore also says that they would bury men of silver age before women were created this resulted in them being the maternal ancestors for all mankind so like non-catholic christian version dryads were the first women on earth so it wasn't adam and eve it was dryads and dead men
3: oh <laughs> oh so, ah, interesting So I was like, that's so cool.
1: I was like, that's a fun little take on it. Yeah. (laughs) we
2: come from the earth.
1: Yeah, I I like that one. Yeah. It's more like, I like it because I I do like witchcraft and stuff. So that part of me, like, is like, oh, it's like, well, this is where we come from. But I think it's just more whimsical. Yeah. But it's cool oh a hundred percent i that's what, i thought that was really actually a really like cool thing i was like oh because you don't hear about the creation of like mankind a lot in lore so right it was a little refreshing <laughs> yeah that's nice and then the next one is called daphne and they are nymphs of the laurel trees and they are based off the legend of Daphne, who was turned into a laurel tree after begging the gods to protect her from Apollo's sexual advances. So, oh, nice. so, oh
2: yeah, I feel like that sounds familiar to me. Like I feel like mm-hmm. I might have read about that before somewhere.
1: Yeah, I feel like every high school had like a, a minute mythology thing, and they talked about how Apollo was thirsty, and the yeah. girls like, I said no. <laughs> And then she prayed to the gods and they're like, we'll turn you into a tree, I guess. But then it didn't help because he like thirsted after her as a tree too. And just, like, <laughs> just go away. No means no. Just step away. Right. <sighs> okay. And then these ones. Oh, okay. Epimeldes, Malades, or melades, are nymphs of apple or fruit trees that are protectors of sheep. So oh. the Greek word melis which is a name derived from means both apple and sheep. <laughs> oh, that's, that's neat. I, I love that one. It just sounds so adorable. Yeah, just <laughs>
2: all these sheep standing around, and they have the apple tree nearby,
1: keeping them safe. Oh, all of these, I think, are just like the cutest. Okay, and then the next is the like Hamadru odds, which is what we we're talking about, and they're nymphs typically associated with oak trees and they're known to be rooted in the place that the tree with the connected so they can't move freely like all these other ones can and then you guys will love this because you guys love drinks as much as we do there's apio which is the grapevine goddess and they were important to wine growing regions in the mediterraneans so we got a little grape nymph tree and i love it
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of blessing the vineyards
1: yep just dancing and blessing the vineyards and i think it's just the cutest thing ever that is cute (laughs) and then the final one is called our oriads and they're spirits of mountain conifers and they represent not only the trees in the forest but the mountains as well so there's a lot of them yeah (laughs)
2: I didn't know there were so many different kinds. I mean, I had only ever heard the term in passing anyway, so...
1: yeah, for me. There's so many, and there's also, like, many specific types of species of trees that have their very own class of dryad. So I'll tell you guys some. Again, there were no trans, like, pronunciations for any of these, so Google (laughs) has disappointed. (laughs) We're going to do our best. So... Nympha egerio, so of black polar trees, Balanus of ilex trees, Caria of hazelnut, Craniae of cherry trees, Moriae of mulberry trees, Petalia of elm trees, and Skiki of fig trees. So (laughs) that's all the different kinds. There's... There is so many, and I just thought that was the cutest thing, because it tells me like they all have different looks and appearances, which is why it was so generic when I looked it up, and it was like, they're just beautiful women with leaves. Right. Right. (laughs) So it's fun, because you can kind of imagine like what each one will look like, but that's all I have for the history of dryads today. So in closing, to this day, dryads are believed to have brought a sense of wonder to mortals, They are mentioned frequently in plays, works of poetry, music, and seen in artwork. Their beauty and mystery makes for great inspiration, and people look at them as holy symbols connected with Mother Earth. They are also respected and worshipped in today's pagan rituals. So, that is all my history
3: for today's lore and legend.
2: Very nice. I liked learning about the
1: triads.
3: Yes, I love that. I love history
1: it's just so delightful and charming and it's a little bit of a shift of pace from our dark folklore so it's always yeah great. <laughs>
2: um, it's always nice to have a little bit more whimsy
1: yes absolutely will uh, oh, just 500%. wait for
0: the second half <laughs> all <laughs> right
1: <laughs> so before we continue on to the sightings and stories Ryan will have for us let's tune in to our sponsors Creating a website without the right tools and support is a lot like dealing with a group of wild jackalopes. At first, it doesn't seem too intimidating, but once you start, it becomes very overwhelming and you'll feel utterly defeated. But don't worry because Bluehost knows its way around the wild, wild web and is here to help you on your website building journey. Bluehost has everything your website needs from startup to success and they are there to help you every step of the way. Simply name your website, select a design template, and start building off the right hosting plan. Bluehost provides tons of ways to design your website along with marketing tools, insightful analytics, and scalable growth. Y'all, I absolutely adore Bluehost because I was able to quickly design a website without having to mess around with a single line of code. Plus, they have hundreds of free and premium website themes to pick from so it's easy to find one that suits your style and to create your very own website and on top of all that they have low monthly rates and a one-click wordpress installation with 24 7 support with all their tools and support you can just sit back relax and listen to the wild jackalopes whistle some jolly old western tunes as you easily build a website that can hold its own on the wild wild web Plus, our listeners who sign up get a free domain name for the first year. So what are you waiting for? Join Bluehost today by going to our website, alluring.com slash sponsors, and clicking on our Bluehost banner. Again, go to our website, alluring.com slash sponsors, and click on the Bluehost banner to start your website today.
0: Hello, everyone. We are back. Uh... So yeah, today I'm going to tell you some stories featuring our favorite dryads. And I have two stories. There's an overarching theme that I want you guys to listen for. And I will ask at the end what you think that overarching theme is. All right. Okay. So first, we have the origin of the panpipe. Are you guys familiar with the panpipe or like the pan flute? I believe it's also called Oh, is
2: this Yeah, I think isn't that like the thing that satyrs are supposed to play around the forest or something?
0: Yeah, it has like a bunch of reeds that you just like blow into. Um,
2: yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, right. yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> so in the mountains and forests of Arcadia, the god of the wild, Pan, roamed freely causing mischief and protecting shepherds and their flocks. One day, while romping through the forest, Pan saw Syrinx, a beautiful maiden of the forest and daughter of the river god Ladon. Pan was immediately overcome with desire and became determined to have the beautiful nymph for himself. Syrinx, for her part, was used to being pursued. Her undeniable beauty made her a frequent victim of unwanted attention from both gods and men. Knowing how. Oh my gosh! (laughs) I've
1: done. I'm already done.
2: I'm over it. <laughs> no, just, a, just
0: a classic Greek story.
2: <laughs> just, you know, yeah.
1: front run of the mill. It's fine. Everything's fine.
0: <laughs> Again, there's an overarching theme to these two stories. Oh, we're on the right track. Uh, knowing how obnoxious men could be, Syrinx took a vow of chastity. As both a skilled huntress and quick-footed forest maiden, Syrinx had a little trouble eluding her pursuers in the past. Unfortunately for Searings, this time was different. Unlike other men, Pan was skilled at moving through the forests and mountains and was able to run for a considerable period of time without tiring. He chased Syrinx for days through the valleys, hills, and forests of Arcadia. Oh my
2: god! <laughs> he can't take a hit. I was <laughs> just going girl... to say that. I was like, learn to take a hint.
1: If a girl is running from you... I'm just going to be the first person to say if you haven't heard it, she's not interested. Right. If anyone's running from you, they are
2: not. She's just not that into you. Exactly. <laughs> right.
0: And a uh, Pan, um, he is. He, yeah, he's the god of like shepherds. He is like a half goat man, so he has goat legs and a goat head, but like a, a human body. So that's why he's so fast, because he's he's part goat.
1: <laughs> oh, the idea of a goat man playing a flute going if you
0: if you've seen the the movie uh or I guess read the book Chronicles of Narnia like the goat man I was it. totally yeah. thinking about Mr Tumnus That's, this whole yeah, time that, that, this is him this is just uh this is his really messed up like great great really disappointed in you yeah. Mr Tomnus. <laughs>
3: So, exhausted
0: and unable to escape Pan's grasp any longer, Syrinx ran to the edge of the river where she fell into her father's arms and begged her sisters to help her escape. Moments before Pan's arms enclosed around Syrinx's body, she vanished and turned into a wild marsh reeds. Enraged, Pan smashed the marsh reeds into pieces. As he sat at the riverbank, distraught over his lost quote-unquote love, the wind picked up and blew through the broken reeds. It made a magical sound which sounded to Pan like the sweet melody of Syrinx's voice. Desperate to hear her voice again, Pan gathered nine different sizes of broken marsh reeds, tied them together in a line from smallest to largest, and named the instrument Syrinx in honor of his reluctant love. In the end, Creepy Pan got what he wanted. He never spent a day without his dearly beloved. Syrinx, on the other hand, wasn't so lucky and is now a woodwind instrument. Um. Yeah. That's fucked up. It is.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Don't. If you like someone, don't turn them into an instrument. Is a really
0: seriously
1: starting point.
0: Yeah, and it's
2: just a good rule to have. Solid advice.
0: <laughs> it's a little like gray area on whether or not like when she turned into Reed, she like essentially like killed herself, or if that's just like, but but yeah, so that's how she got away. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh. I was imagining kind of like a Harry Potter transfiguration kind of deal, and she could always turn herself oh, back later, yeah. thinking he'd leave oh. her so alone he or something. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, instead he just lost his temper and
0: yeah. So like every every statue or painting of like the god Pan, you see him with like an instrument, which is oh. which is this yeah. instrument. Um, so yeah, that's where that came from.
2: I never Uh, really, I'd never heard that before. You just see this happy little goat man playing his instrument.
0: Yeah. Don't
2: realize. Yeah. He made it out of, uh, the woman who spurned him. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, ancient Greeks even objectified women, literally, so. Yeah. (laughs) They literally
2: turned them into objects.
1: (laughs) Uh. I'm getting bitter. Ryan and I have been doing a few stories in a row where it's just men that don't understand the word no. And I'm just like, Ooh. I get salty. So you, you, a you've, bit you've worse caught onto
0: the before. theme early on. I like it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? This, why is this such a common theme in so many stories? Honestly, <laughs> no. you, you, would
1: think, you would think with all the folklore we've had for thousands, thousands of years, you know, people would understand no means no. You'd, but here we are. You'd think. <laughs> yeah. We <tell> you, <laughs> you would think. You would think they would learn. <laughs> okay. Do you have another one yeah. for us, Ryan? So my
0: second story is actually a pretty famous story that involves a dryad. and It's the or- Orpheus tragedy. Um, So Orpheus spent most of his childhood... <clears throat> excuse me. Orpheus spent most of his childhood exploring and pursuing music and poetry. It became obvious very quickly that his talent was going to take him far. He could enchant any crowd, whether human or beast. In fact, he could even enchant inanimate objects. He often entertained crowds with his lyre and melodious voice. During one of these sessions, he spotted the most beautiful girl he'd ever seen. She was immediately drawn to him because of his infectious voice, and and the two soon could not break their stares. They fell deeply in love and were unable to separate for even a moment. They soon wed. Their marriage was blessed by the god of marriage, Himenois. and the day began with sunshine that shone down with happy festivities. But as the day progressed, shadows loomed in the distance, seeming to foreshadow what the future would hold.
1: Can we just not have one story where it's consensual both ways? <laughs> right. I don't I don't ask for a lot. <laughs>
2: <gasps> On the surface this seems nice so far, but I feel like we're heading down I feel like that we're path, that... A turn, yes. Yeah, okay. it's gonna take a turn here.
0: <laughs> so Eurydice was a she's a nymph dryad and Orpheus. Mm-hmm. Um So because of Eurydice's great beauty, it was uncommon it was common for other men to find Eurydice attractive and yearn for her. One of these men Arceus came up with a plan to make Eurydice his. He Stop!
1: <laughs> I'm stop I'm so over it. <laughs> I'm already done. <dead. laughs> okay.
0: He despised Orpheus and was very determined. One day he hid in the bushes and waited for the newlyweds to walk by. He planned to jump out from his hiding spot as they passed and kill Orpheus. But Orpheus detected him and his plan so he grabbed Eurydice by the hand and they began to run through the forest trying to escape their enemy. Uh, But I said his name a second ago, but I forgot how to say it. But (laughs) Aristeos was strong and swift and was able to keep up with the couple. Just as he was gaining ground, Eurydice began stumbling and fell. Her hand slipped out of Orpheus and took him a moment to stop and turn around to go back for her. He couldn't understand why she wouldn't respond to him. As he knelt by her side, he looked for Asterius, But he had already left after witnessing what had happened to Eurydice. She had stepped on the nest of snakes and had been bitten by a venomous viper. She quickly passed, oh no. and without warning, Orpheus found himself to be a widower.
1: Oh my goodness! That's that is so sad. stupid! <laughs> yeah. She didn't even get laid on her honeymoon yet, okay? I'm yeah. very upset for this one. No,
2: she got bitten by a snake. That's terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>, Dryad
0: <laughs> finally is like, all right, cool. I found a dude who's not crazy. And then freaking Aristousi, however you say it? Aristeos comes along.
1: Aristeo-wayo. Exactly. That's
0: what <laughs> however, this is not the end of the story. Orpheus wasn't the same after Eurydice's death. While he had once been a free-spirited and lively person, he was now without a purpose. He grieved for his wife from the moment he woke up until he retired at the end of each day. Through his grief, he was able to come up with a plan to get his wife back. It was a crazy idea, but he had no choice. He was nothing without Eredisi. He planned on going to the underworld and speaking to Hades, the god who ran the underworld and accepted souls. He asked his father, Apollo, to speak to Hades and warn him of his imminent arrival. Orpheus brought his lyre and used his music and voice to gain access to the underworld. He told Hades and the other rulers why he was there. He played the lyre and sang the song of King Hades and Queen Persephone. The pain in his voice was obvious and the song was beautiful and captivating, just like Eurydice. Hades wept and his wife's heart melted. Orpheus' voice was so inspiring that Hades felt he had no other choice but to return Eurydice to her husband. Don't get excited. There was a catch. I know (laughs) know how this Ah. (laughs) ends. Hades warned Orpheus that he was not to look back at his wife while they were journeying back to the upper world. He was to walk in front of her and remain faithful that she was there, only looking back once they had entered the light. Orpheus agreed and was thrilled that his plan had worked. He began the journey back to the upper world with a smile on his face. He couldn't wait to reach the light and see his wife again. The journey was long, though, and his mind began to give his heart doubt. As he was approaching the light, he thought he couldn't wait any longer. Just as the sun hit him, he turned back to see his wife. But because she was behind him and still in the shadows of their underworld, she was pulled back into the land of the dead. Orpheus fell to the ground in despair and he tried to enter the underworld again, but was denied entry.
2: It's so, so sad. Um, there's actually a musical about this, Hades Town.
0: Uh, oh, really? That I saw.
2: Yeah, when I was still living in New York. Um, and it's about this whole kind of this whole story, but it's it's really good. The music from it's really good too. <laughs> But it's I really know. sad. At the end, they sing it. Well, I think they sing the same thing at the beginning and the end. They're like, "It's a sad story, but we're going to tell it again." And it's just, it's kind of, it's just kind of touching because it's like, "Well, you can learn from our story."
3: Yeah. Aww. I'm very <laughs> saddened by this. <laughs> it's a real bummer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Make one
3: more signature cocktail to make it through this. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're like emotionally originally, here. Yeah, the history of dryads is so like nice and whimsical, but every story I found was just like about a dude ruining a dryad's life, essentially. Oh, um, well, like, that was it. I
1: heard the story before. Yeah, and I was like, and you got to the point where he was like, he wanted to talk to the underworld god. I'm like, oh, I know what's gonna happen, yeah. and I just don't want to hear it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's so sad. I am, I'm actually really surprised because I was familiar with both of those stories just like a little bit. But I didn't know they were about dryads. Yeah. So I thought that was actually really cool.
3: <laughs> yeah, I like that story a lot. I mean, I read yeah. it all at the same time. But, <laughs> but I love it.
1: You just, it's so you just have to end it at the right time. Like, I... I'll never forget, I had a friend in high school like, I, I love like Mushikoshi romance stuff, and she was like the sweetest, like, Aquarius soul ever and I wanted to watch Moulin Rouge, and she's like, okay, you'll love it Have you guys seen Moulin Rouge? Yes, <laughs> Okay. Years ago. So, she would end it Right after the two would kiss and be backstage. So I swear to God, for the longest time, it was like this beautiful, happy movie. And I only <laughs> ever watched it with her. And then one day in college, I was like, let's watch Moulin Rouge. It's such a good, happy oh, movie. No. And everyone just looked at me. And I was distraught as fuck. Because <laughs> I was like, "She." Dies oh. after all of that, so you oh. just kind of ended at the right. So time. we end the
0: Orpheus I like that tragedy. strategy.
1: That's a good
2: one. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, there's Jeez. a there's
2: several movies I could think of to do that with. You just stop it right here. That's the end of the movie.
0: So we, we end the Orpheus no tragedy with, and the day began with sunshine that shone down on the happy festivities, and we cut it there. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> they lived happily ever after yep. in the that's forest. It. Nothing yeah, else happened in their life.
1: And that's all we have. Oh my goodness, that's so cute. Well, um, we will do a little quick announcement real quick before we get into our Loring Alignment Compass. Um, Do you guys want to tell us where people can find you, a little bit more about your show again, and like anything so people can go and check you out?
2: Sure. Um, Well, our podcast is called Booze and Ghouls, and we do paranormal stories true crime and conspiracy you can find us on apple on spotify or pretty much anywhere that you find your podcasts we also have a twitter account which is at booze and ghouls and then we have tiktok and instagram which is at booze and ghouls pod and i think that's pretty much it
3: yeah pretty much just telling stories having cocktails and laughing sometimes
2: (laughs) (laughs) laughing lots really laughing lots
0: i have to say booze and ghouls is like my favorite podcast name i've ever heard i I think that's (laughs) thank you
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we uh we we thought for a while about what we wanted to call it and we was like well we were like we wanted to encompass both parts you know the cocktail making and the storytelling Mm -hmm. so that seemed like the most appropriate name
1: (laughs) and and they know their cocktails like you guys just heard like one of the many things that they make so check them out we'll put a link to them in our show notes so you guys can see them but we also follow them on Instagram, so you'll see posts for them. But check them out—they're fun, spooky little time, and they provide drink recipes. Wait. So they know what's up. <laughs> right
3: there, all you need—drinks,
1: drinks, and spooky stories—and it's perfect with October. Just like yeah, spooky season
2: coming up. Yeah, I cannot.
1: <laughs> favorite time of year. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Okay, and then so Ryan. So what we have, you guys, we have this thing called an Alluring Alignment Compass. So if you play like drunk, um dragons and dungeons, like those kinds of games, <laughs> um, that's pretty much kind of what it is. So oh, we okay. decide how good or evil it is, and if it's chaotic or ca- that kind of thing. So Ryan, where do you think these dryads land? on the beautiful alluring alignment comes this.
0: Um, I, I put them at just like neutral good because I feel like they don't really have any like specific laws they follow. They're just beautiful forest creatures and, uh, they seem to always, uh, be on the receiving end of bad things, never the one doing the bad things. So. I think this is the first one we agree wow. on in a
1: while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, dangerous woman. I normally am like, oh, they're just misunderstood. And Ryan's like, yeah. they will kill she you. She put. So, I don't know if you know
0: uh, Yaya Rona, like the monster that like kidnaps children. But she like put them as like chaotic good. Of like, what? I love, <laughs> <laughs> I, love I
1: love it. I love that. She's just misunderstood.
3: Yes. I mean, she had
2: she had wrong done to her in her life. Okay, yeah. she's just trying to get back.
3: She's <laughs> struggling a little. See,
2: what did you what did you even. put her at, Ryan?
0: Uh, chaotic evil, because she drowns children. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, I think I might say more like lawful evil, because at least she's got. You know, she's got
0: an M.O. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, she's
2: got a system down.
0: At least you're on the yeah. evil spectrum, though. The good the good <laughs> spectrum, that, that threw me for a loop.
1: <laughs> and it's always funny because when you do the history, and then I do history, you do stories. It's like two different worlds. Oh, yeah. Very different, you know? different
0: vibes from the stories and the history.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this is great. Um, do we have any takeaways no means no is always a great yeah, one. That's a good one. <laughs> um I'm going to go with I'm going to go with one of our
2: uh standards which is stay out of the forest.
0: Oh, amen. <laughs> stay out of the forest. Yeah.
3: That is definitely <laughs> true. That's why when we go camping, we are in a very populous um campground. We are not want to yeah.
1: in the woods. Mhm. No, you guys, you guys are smart. Well, snow means no. Stay out of the woods. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining out. Check out Woos and Ghouls. We'll have a link to them. And thank you so much for listening. This has been Alluring.
0: You have an Alluring day, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye! Bye! Bye. And that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Alluring, go check out our website, Alluring.com. That's dot G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at Alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye bye now.